Welcome to the NLPCourses.com show, where we push past the hype and pull back the velvet curtains of creating a successful life with NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. Diving into physiology, neuroscience and linguistic programming so that NLP becomes a practical tool at home and in your career. Moving beyond the techniques so that you can make a name, make money or make a real difference to people's lives. Tune in weekly if you care more than others. Think wisely as we set out on our quest to uncover the secrets of successful people from all walks of life. Make sure you head over to nlpcourses.com to subscribe and receive our free newsletter and other goodies. Here is your host, NLP Master Trainer, John Cassidy Rice. Hello, my name is John Cassidy Rice. I had the pleasure to be the host for this podcast. This week, we have Latham Green with us. Hi, Latham. Good morning to you. Great to see you. Thank you for joining us. You've got a wealth of information from a, a variety of backgrounds, and you're involved in apprenticeships. Uh, so how did you get involved with the apprenticeships, and what are you doing? Well, my um, passion for uh, talent development is really what got me kind of drawn into to that world. I'm a member of um, an organization called the Public Sector People Management Association, which is kind of a public service equivalent to CIPD. And I, um, I've been a member of their board for um, around 15 years or so, and I lead on the area of talent development. So um, one of the programs that I created for them was um, the Apprentice of the Year, trying to tap into and kind of showcase the world that public service um, has got a breadth and depth of talent. And, you know, it's just an opportunity to be able to showcase um, how great we ha- you know, people are who work there. And often you don't, you don't hear those kind of great messages and stories. Yeah. So that's what it's about. Oh, I agree with you there. There's a lot of great people involved and work behind the scenes that don't often get recognized. Yeah. And, you know, often, you know, how do you attract great talent into that space? Uh, you know, and you've got to be able to have some um, great role models and fantastic stories. And this gives us an opportunity really to be able to, to do that and work, you know, with a, um, a range of um private and public sector organizations to be able to do it. And people are always really surprised really at the end of it and how um, how much of a, a life-changing experience can be for our coaches and judges as well as for the participants. Yeah. Excellent. So how, how long have you been involved in the personal and business development arena, including NLP, coaching, mindfulness? Well, well um, I'm a life long or an adult long meditator and so therefore mindful practitioner i started um my world of uh, meditating and mindfulness in 1980 so you know well before it was um kind of uh, fashionable as it currently is you know so you might get some purists who might turn their nose up at um why has it suddenly become trendy but you know it's been around for thousands of years as a practice so um, it's not just a new thing that um somebody's discovered and suddenly promoting as a, you know, an answer to many of the woes of current business. So that was my um, kind of uh, arrival to NLP, sorry, to, to mindfulness. And um, NLP kind of world came a little bit later in um, kind of the early 90s. And I was just looking for um, different opportunities and ways of being able to engage and communicate and you know, how can leaders um, 
become more confident and how can I be more confident in what I was doing and delivering. And um, I was fortunate enough to do some training with um, Paul McKenna and McKenna Green um, and did a number of their workshops uh, around um, NLP, which, you know, I found really quite liberating and certainly life-changing, career-changing for me you know, in terms of being able to tap into those techniques. So um, those two things, you know, around the better part of uh, 25 years, and, you know, I've kind of used them and honed them into my own particular style of uh, coaching and delivering. And um, as an independent operator, I've, um, I'm relatively new. This is uh, kind of coming into my second year of operating. I launched the Mindful HR Center um, in March of last year. So, you know, it was, it's been a long time in the brewing or kind of, um, you know, the melting pots and devising and uh, thinking about what I can do. And I've just decided I want to spend, you know, a portion of my time promoting what I passionately believe in. Whether that generates business for me is a different matter, but I can believe in it. And I hope that other people will kind of uh, want to find out more about it. Well, before we jump into the, how you've been using NLP, what would be wonderful is um, how has the meditation, the mindfulness uh, affected you and your business life? Well, when um, I first entered the world of business, um, you know, I soon realized that I needed to be able to speak confidently as a leader in front of people. And that was something that I'd really struggled with. Um, you know, I'd had um, quite a challenge at um, school for a variety of reasons. And, to, you know, I'm a, um, I'm, a, I'm a gay man working in uh, the Northeast and, you know, growing up there. And it was, it was quite difficult in the 70s and therefore had a lot of bullying. And it kind of yeah. affected my personal confidence. So yeah. I needed to be able to do something about it. And I was very self-conscious. And my first job um, which was a banqueting manager working in uh, the Park Hotel in Tynemouth. Um, my induction was a, a program of uh, meditation. The two uh, managers there were really quite uh, liberating. I didn't realize that at the time. You know, I just thought it was a bit odd. So on my first day, I did a part of your induction. If you want to, you don't have to do it, but you know, we meditate here twice a day. So we, you know, we're going to pay for you to go on a meditation course, as they did with every person who joined the hotel. It was really wow. quite amazing place that's excellent so that's how I got into it and it really helps kind of you know it's it's a gradual thing you know it's not something that I can just you, you meditate once and your life changes you know it's a practice that you need to do like anything else the more you do it the more benefit you will gain from it um, and if you can build it into your routine you know it's you certainly start to see um those benefits arising. And for me, it just, you know, enabled me to control my nerves and control my anxiety. Um, yeah, and helps, you know, when you kind of use the, the basic techniques and, and those times when, you know, you're under pressure. So that's the other bit. You know, one of the great skills of a business leader is being able to think competently under pressure. And often that disappears because you forget to breathe and therefore the energy going to your brain doesn't work quite as much. And, you know, People speak before they think. So, you know, very simple at a basic level, you know, mindfulness can start to um, encourage you or enable you or give you the opportunity to be just a little bit more thoughtful about what you're saying before you've said it. So that's kind of how I came across it. And um, I've never kind of labeled it in the business. You know, my career has been in local government in the main. And when I first started to float the idea of doing 
meditation um, sessions at lunchtime for colleagues. I remember this was kind of in the mid nineties um, and it was really very much frowned upon, you know, as if I was bringing spirituality into the workplace and all outrageous. Very mystical. <laughs> yes. And yeah, it's quite okay to do, you know, prayers before we have um, uh, council meetings, and, but yeah. you know, it's not okay to have meditation to control, um, you know, bring, better well-being and, and um, wellness for your employees. Anyway, life has changed and moved on quite a bit, you know, change the label from meditating to, to mindfulness, you know, think about a distress reduction and, you know, you start to, to bring about some changes in the way people think. And also, you know, you've got some um, celebrities who promote it and, um, you know, bring it into business and therefore the traction starts to, to change a little bit. So however it's worked, I'm just really pleased that you know it's now there for people to be able to access yes and i think there's a lot of successful people who maybe not sort of mentioned that they meditate but it's probably a part of their lives yeah I and mean, it's it can be a very private it is a very private thing you know we're all uh, uniquely different in our own special way and you know the power of mindfulness will start to to affect you in a very individual way you know the the generic benefits you know, are pretty clear. Um, yes. But, you know, how I'm feeling, how I'm thinking at this point in time, you know, my thoughts and feelings are going to be very different from your thoughts and feelings and, com- you know, compared to your, you know, the listeners of this uh, conversation. So something like this, you know, where you can tap into it, you might not want to share it, but, you know, I've just decided that it's a, it's been such a liberating thing for me and the, the biggest tool that's enabled me to be, you know, more effective, successful than I would have been had I not um, had the fortunate opportunity to discover it at a very early part of my career. Excellent. So what did the NLP bring to the um, table, that meditation underpinned, if you liked? Um, and the biggest thing that um, NLP brought for me um, linked to meditation, because you'll find that a lot of... Um, the techniques or my interpretation of many of the techniques in NLP is that they're based very much on, you know, your ability to first of all, get yourself in a state where you're open and receptive. So you would often start that by, you know, having a breath, taking deep breaths, relaxing your breath, breathing freely, you know, whatever language that might be in terms of uh, the, the setup. So I just kind of thought well, that's quite intriguing that they're using, you know, these kind of very, ancient um, techniques, not new stuff, but, you know, um, what is new and who's discovered it? You know, it's always somebody else's twist on something. So that was a very strong um, kind of bond for me because I got that and I knew that it was really important to be able to be open and receptive. And that comes through the breath and keeping your kind of, um, you know, mental state alert and open. And then um, the enhancement was probably something, you know, like positive visualization. And, you know, you hear this a lot in the sports field where, uh, you know, people will practice and practice. So, you know, Roger Federer, when he gets up to serve for his, you know, whatever it is, um, Wimbledon Championship at match points, you know, he is able to do that pretty well automatically, even though his heart might be racing because he's visualized this, um, moment in time and can see it and feel it and knows what where to hit the spot and you know that as a you know an NLP technique is really powerful and how can you bring that 
into the world of uh, business. So something like the worry parrot, you know, this self-fulfilling prophecy of doom. You know, I can't, I can't speak in public. I can't speak in public. I trip up and I make a mistake and therefore, you know, that demonstrates I can't speak in public. So, you know, the technique of NLP in terms of transferring those negative thoughts to positive thoughts and then giving yourself a positive narrative and a positive story is a really powerful technique. Again, have you got an example where you've used that for um, maybe speaking at an event or a meeting or a difficult conversation? Well, anything that, um, you know, I would be doing if it's a public, um, public presentation, speaking at a conference, you know, I would be spending as much time mentally rehearsing and visualizing what I was going to do as I would do the text. You know, once I've got the text, it helps. So, you know, I'd also make sure that I don't have notes that I'm using. I'll just, I will have the text in my head. <clears throat> I might have a few headlines, but, you know, I'm not going to stand and deliver 30 bullet point um, PowerPoint presentations, slides, or um, have pages and pages of notes. The story is in there and the techniques in NLP will help it, help with that. But the visualization of saying, how am I looking? How am I sounding? What, how do I want people to um, kind of experience what I'm saying? Visualizing people smiling at me, visualizing people applauding the, the presentation at the end of it, standing and waiting for that. You know, so the focus is all about positivity um, not about negativity and failure. You know, what, this is how I can do something. So yes. I, and I use that same technique um, whatever, whenever I'm preparing for something, but not to, the, you know, if it was a conversation or a difficult conversation, I think that was one of your other questions, I wouldn't be doing it in that way in terms of rehearsing the content because the other power of NLP, in my interpretation, is encouraging you to be able to um, respond to what comes to you rather than rehearsing what you think might be coming at you. And again, that taps into mindfulness about being you know, mindful in your listening, um, using the breath for pause and being receptive and open with your heart in terms of what's being um, shared with you and not having the conversation that you want to have. You, know, you actually have the conversation you need to have. Excellent. So there's two ways of using that. And if I understand you, first, if you're sort of doing some sort of public speaking, uh, ideally, you want to know what you're going to say before you move into the visual rehearsal and positive frames of minds. Yeah. And then when you're speaking to somebody, and maybe it's a difficult conversation, is to be there, have this mindfulness where you're in the moment, you're responding to the person, but you also have the positive images of how you're reacting at the same time. Did I get that? Yeah, perfect. Yeah. I mean, going back to the first point you were making, you know, often you know, people will say, I get anxious about um, speaking in public and, you know, how can you, can you coach me to do it? If people don't spend enough time preparing, then there's not, you know, no matter which technique I <laughs> would be sharing with you from NLP, it ain't going to make a deadly squat a difference. No, got to know. that preparation <laughs> is the key. I have heard people quote anywhere for every five minutes of speaking, at least two hours of preparation. Yeah. And, you know, those who say I can just wing it generally will look as if they're winging it. Yeah, those you know one of the great phrases of um, you know mindful practice is about effortless effort, you know, and those who look as if they you know have got no effort being put into it will have spent a huge amount of time prepping and rehearsing, 
you know, the greatest sports people, the greatest performers, yeah. the greatest artists. It all looks so effortless. You know, when you see a gymnast on the the, the floor or working on the, 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 the beam, you know, it looks so easy and yet it's so difficult. And the same applies in business as well. If you want something to be powerful, to be impactful, to have resonance, it takes a lot of effort to do it. There's yeah. no shot through it. <laughs> no, definitely not. And I think one of the things about meditation uh, or mindfulness, which I believe are the same thing, is that you can have dynamic meditations where you're absolutely focused in on what you're doing, and that would be a meditation also. Is that correct? Well, I think you could be um, in a meditative state if that's kind of what you're trying to get at. Um, right. That's certainly, you know, where you're, absolutely focused on what you're doing and you might lose track of time so you know that's a uh, you know another example of being in the moment being very focused very um kind of attuned to what's going on in your own world is that what you were meaning yeah i think so because it sounds like a precursor to what's called the flow state right yeah and it is very much that you know where I mean, sometimes it's not really great when you do it if you're driving in the car, but you go from A to B and suddenly you think, my God, I've arrived here already. What's, um, what's been going on? And uh, um, that is really where you're losing kind of, um, you know, just that you're so much in the flow with what's happening that it becomes just um, kind of in, so intuitive, you know, yes. that's, yeah, so it's a, it's a really interesting experience, and I'm sure everybody's had it from time to time in some, some regard. And, you know, you get that sometimes in your um, meditation practice, uh, but not always. I mean, one of the challenges, of, again, with meditation um, or having a mindful practice is that sometimes they, you know, you think this is really great, and then other times it can be really challenging, you know, and such is life, you know, and that's yeah. the way it is with, um, with your mind. And I think that's the same with NLP as well, isn't it? Because as fabulous as it is, it does have its challenges. Yes. I mean, you know, as any, you know, anything where you've got, um, you know, techniques which you're trying to apply, the, um, you'll have some days which are better than others. You know, yeah. nothing's ever going to be 100% all <laughs> the time. You know, and that doesn't mean to say it doesn't work. It just means that you've got to be um, slightly more aware of what's going on and can you adjust your behavior um and can you adjust to your style that's you know rather than always thinking this is the way i've got to do it and i did it this way the last time and thinking but it hasn't quite worked so what is it that i need to change or adjust you know you've got the the operating environment in which you're in the frame of mind which you're in the pressure that you're working under all of which kind of impact you so it's um You've just got to be aware and an alert to that. Right. Fabulous. We've managed to cover such a huge amount of material in such a short period of time, from meditation, which is thousands of years old, uh, to applying NLP within the business setting. Thank you for sharing your insights with us, Latham. You're very welcome. Thank you for the invite, and I hope um, people found it of interest. And if somebody had a question for you or wanted to find out more about what you do, whether it's the apprenticeship or the mindfulness, how, how would they contact you? Well, you can contact me uh, through my website, which is www.themindfulhrcenter.com, or um, uh, send me a message on LinkedIn, um, and you know I'll be more than happy to, to pick that up. Or my 
uh, email address lethamg at hotmail.com. And I'll, again, be more than happy to get back with you in terms of any questions that you may have. Excellent. And please do contact Latham. He's wonderful, very generous in his knowledge and he's taken the time to share with us today. Have a fabulous week as we build this NLP community and we share our expertise and our insights into having a very successful life. Till next time, see you soon. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the NLPcourses.com podcast show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. And make sure to head over to nlpcourses.com to subscribe to our newsletter. This will ensure you are kept fully up to date on the latest in-depth NLP topics of interest. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes on neuro-linguistic programming and beyond.